Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Joshua assisting me today. We are the Commandment Keepers Church. Today we have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be titled Supernatural Favor. Brothers and sisters, Supernatural Favor. Today we will learn how to unlock the Most High's unlimited favor in our lives. Brothers and sisters, we will learn the minutia of the Most High's favor from a, a cerebral perspective. Brothers and sisters, God's favor is not fair. We're going to learn. We're going to learn about his favor today, brothers and sisters. We're going to start off in Numbers. We're going to have Brother Joshua read Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 27. Follow us, brothers and sisters. This is a very, very important lesson. Numbers 6, verse 24. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee. Read that part again, brother. The Lord make his face shine upon thee. Now, brothers and sisters, favor in ancient Israel was always expressed through the face. Now, if you're an Israelite, you need to understand the verbiage, brothers and sisters. The same way in the black community, we have what was called uh, African-American colloquialisms. So there's certain what you could call slang, brothers and sisters, uh, a certain way in which we talk that only blacks and Hispanics understand. Gentiles, white people and Asians don't even understand what we're saying. So now we're learning about how Israelites spoke the culture of ancient Israel. Could you read 24 again, brother, please? Number six, verse 24. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee. And be gracious on thee. So, brothers and sisters, when we find favor in God's eyes, his face shines upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And do what? And give thee peace. Now, brothers and sisters, it says his countenance. <laughs> so look at that. It's telling you favor comes from the face, brothers and sisters. Could you read 26 again? Verse 26. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. And give thee peace. It says he lifts up his countenance upon you. So this is a picture of a father smiling and taking pleasure in his child. Brothers and sisters. Verse 27. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. And I will bless them. So, so look at that brothers and sisters. It's showing you that what favor come with blessings. And according to number 6. When the Most High lifts his countenance. It shows that he's looking on us for our good. So now you're learning, brothers and sisters, how our our verbiage, our sentences, our structure. I love one thing you know about me, brothers and sisters. Uh, if you've been following our church for an extended period of time, I don't only love the Bible for the wealth of knowledge. I really love the structure of the sentences, brothers and sisters, and we'll point that out quite often. The structure of how the sentence is is constructed. Brothers and sisters, it really makes a great deal. And you'll notice today, we'll talk a lot about the structure, brothers and sisters, and the verbiage of ancient Israel. Let's go to Proverbs 16 and 15, Brother Joshua. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 15. Proverbs 16, verse 15. What does that say, brother? In the light of the king's countenance is life. What did that say? In the light of the king's countenance is life. And his favor is as a, 
as a cloud of the latter rain. So a king's brightened face signifies his delight, brothers and sisters. Let's read that one more time, brother. Proverbs 16, verse 15. In the light of the king's countenance is life. That's it right there. So when he is graciously disposed, he does what? He dispenses favor, which makes life pleasant, brothers and sisters. In his countenance, in his face. And his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. So, brothers and sisters, when he's pleased, his countenance lights up, brothers and sisters. But the the the, the more the more important part is what? It's the end of fifteen. Could you read that one more time? And his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. That's the key. And his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. So his favor is like a cloud promising spring rain just before harvest, brothers and sisters. <laughs> See, so it's saying if you obtain the favor, the blessing come there afterwards, brothers and sisters. It says his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. So when you see that cloud or you see that favor, you see that lighted countenance, you understand that going forward come blessings, brothers and sisters. So here it is. We're, we're learning about supernatural favor. We're learning about the most high. The most high is very simple, brothers and sisters. It appears that we just don't understand the simplicity. We, we, you know, we like to have all this deep knowledge, brothers and sisters, but understanding him is very, very simple. Only thing we have to do is read the scriptures, understand the scriptures and apply them, brothers and sisters. So according to what we're reading now, the favor comes from the face. Notice how many times throughout the text, throughout the literature, it talks about the most high's face. So anytime it talks about his face, you'll understand the context or the concepts, brothers and sisters. Let's go forward. Let's go to Psalms. We're going to go to Psalms, brothers and sisters. Uh, chapter 105, verse 4. We're going to have Brother Joshua read that. Psalms 105, verse 4. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Look at that, brothers and sisters. Verse 4 urges us to pay attention to the Most High in a particular way. Can you read it one more time? Verse 4, seek the Lord. Do what? Seek the Lord. Seek implies eagerness and desire, brothers and sisters. And his strength, seek his face evermore. See, so the very act of seeking God honors him, brothers and sisters. It also enables us to live for his purposes. There it is. It's talking about his face again. So now you're understanding, brothers and sisters, there's, there's such wealth of knowledge in the literature. Even though the scripture may be short, if you understand what it is that you're reading, brothers and sisters, you understand that there's a wealth of knowledge contained even in the shortest text. Could you read that again, Brother Joshua? Psalms 105, verse 4. <clears throat> Seek the Lord and his strength. And his what, brother? And his strength. That means living intentionally with reliance upon him. Not yourself, brothers and sisters. Seek his face evermore. Do what, brother? Seek his face evermore. That's his favor, his smiling countenance at all times or continually. That's what evermore means, brothers and sisters. 
we know that what? Favor comes from the face, brothers and sisters. His smiling countenance is just like your mother or your father. And when you're a child, when you're in your adolescence, there's nothing like making your your parent proud, brothers and sisters, to see your mom's you know smiling face or even your father, because usually the father is harder to please. Mama gonna love you because you you mama's baby, but your father, it's a little bit harder to obtain his favor. It's it's a little bit harder to get his signature on things, brothers and sisters. And here it is: the Bible is telling us to eagerly desire. To rely on the Most High's strength and seek His favor, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms 67. We're going to stay in the same book, brothers and sisters. We're going to read chapter 67, verse 1. Psalm 67, verse 1. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us. Now, look at that, brothers and sisters. Because this literature or this text implies that his shining face is our source of blessedness. How do we know? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 1. God be merciful unto us and bless us. And do what? And bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. See? (laughs) There's no greater source of peace and power in life, brothers and sisters. We wanted you to examine the structure of that scripture. Read that one more time, brother, please. Look at how this is structured, brothers and sisters. Psalm 67, verse 1. God be merciful unto us and bless us. And what? And bless us. And what is the sign of that? And cause his face to shine upon us. See? (laughs) See, brothers and sisters, in Scripture, a shining face implies favor and friendliness. Brothers and sisters. So an, a, look, a look of approval from the Most High creates a deep, delightful calm within the soul, brothers and sisters. You're learning here. You're learning here. And for Hebrews, for Israelites, it's very, very important. It's very vital, brothers and sisters, that you understand your book. Because now what? No one can break down a, the book. Or, you know, the, the context, the concepts of the scripture like an Israelite. Now, of course, we're, we're just finding out where Israel, but these, the smallest things make the greatest difference, brothers and sisters. And I want our brothers and sisters to be able to get the fullness of the text and not just view it on face value, brothers and sisters. Let us show you. Let's go to Proverbs, Brother Joshua, chapter 12, verse 2. Let's see what that says. Proverbs 12, verse 2. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord. Who? A good man obtained the favor of the Lord. So according to this text, success is predictable, brothers and sisters. But a man of wicked devices will he condemn. But what, brother? But a man of wicked devices will he condemn. Now look at this, brothers and sisters. We're seeing equity here. The Most High is an equitable God. Could you read that again? Verse 2. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord. But a man of wicked devices will he condemn. See, so a good man is the object of the Most High's good pleasure, brothers and sisters. So in the divine favor is the guarantee of all good. (laughs) <laughs> Look at that, brothers and sisters. We're seeing how equitable the Most High is. 
He said, if you do right, will you not be accepted? Now, if the flip side of that, the flip side of that same coin is, if you do what's wrong, he will condemn you. Now, that's key. Why? Because Christians believe you can do what you want to do and God favor you. God, you know, God will bless you no matter what you do. And that, that, brothers and sisters, that is a miscalculation. <laughs> That's a misrepresentation, rather. That's a misrepresentation of who the Most High God is. He's telling you, if you are a good man or woman, you can obtain my favor. But what? The flip side is, if you continue to walk in iniquity, you will be condemned. See, Christians don't believe that the Most High condemns. <laughs> they believe, listen, I can do whatever I want to do, eat whatever I want to you know, eat, celebrate whenever I want to celebrate, and he's good with that. Not according to Proverbs 12 and 2. Let's read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. Now, the question is, brothers and sisters, how can a person obtain God's favor? Because it says a good man. Good according to who? Not you, not me. Because each person has their own definitional understanding of what good is, brothers and sisters, okay? So you need to know, what is good according to God, brothers and sisters? Because you're going to have to be good according to God in order to obtain his favor, brothers and sisters. So we're going to spend today, you know, we're going to utilize this lesson to show you how to obtain his good favor, brothers and sisters. Let's show you. We're going to stick in Proverbs, go one chapter over to chapter 13, verse 15. Proverbs 13, verse 15. We're reading how to obtain his favor. Good understanding giveth favor. We're reading the instrument of obtaining favor, brothers and sisters. Could you read that again? Verse 15. But good, good understanding giveth favor. What does? Good understanding giveth favor. The pursuit of wisdom maketh a man acceptable to the Most High. But the way of transgressors is hard. Oh, look at that. There's that equity again. The way of transgressors is hard. So, brothers and sisters, many times you will have a obstacle-filled life when you're going the wrong way. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> it's telling you the way of a transgressor is hard. So guess what? If he's saying the way of a transgressor is hard by, you know, by process of elimination, doing the right thing must be easier. The path must be easier, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 13 and 15 tells us the most high assists those who strive to be well instructed, brothers and sisters. We're showing, well, Proverbs is showing equity here, brothers and sisters. And this whole lesson will be equitable. It's very easy to control your life, brothers and sisters. Could you read that again? Proverbs 13, verse 15. Good understanding giveth favor. Increase in wisdom and increase in favor. But the way of transgressors is hard. But what? But the way of transgressors is hard. It's hard because it's unprofitable. <laughs> brothers and sisters, it's it's hard work and poor pay. <laughs> See? So, the Bible shows you how to control the narrative, brothers and sisters. 
The Bible teaches you how to have good success, brothers and sisters. The Bible teaches you that you can establish your own way, brothers and sisters. It's not in man to establish his own way. We're going to prove that today, brothers and sisters. We're showing you that what? Seeking wisdom. Seeking wisdom results in what? The most highest favor, brothers and sisters. Let's prove that. Let's go one chapter over to Proverbs 14 and 35, Brother Joshua. Examine this closely, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 14 and 35. The king's favor is toward a wise servant. Read that again, brother. The king's favor is toward a wise servant. Look at that. Having favor is one of the rewards of wisdom, brothers and sisters. But his wrath is against him that causes shame. See, so look at that. <laughs> he will naturally prefer and reward one who's prudent in his work, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, Brother Joshua. Verse 35. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causes shame. See? So this proverb contains a rule, brothers and sisters. What is that rule? That rule is wisdom will bring promotion, brothers and sisters. Now, that's just not biblically, brothers and sisters. No matter what, you know, industry, no matter what circumstance you are in life, wisdom, having knowledge, will always bring a promotion, brothers and sisters. According to Proverbs 14 and 35, the pursuit of wisdom is sure to be promoted to honor by the king, brothers and sisters. So here it is. But his wrath is against him that causeth shame, showing you that you can cause shame on the king, brothers and sisters. <laughs> now, how do you cause shame on him? Now, you wouldn't know because you have to have the wisdom of that. You don't know what causes the king's shame, do you? Unless you have wisdom. So a lot of the behaviors, brothers and sisters, that we find ourselves doing make the Most High ashamed. We're going to prove that today, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Matthew, brother, because we're, we're learning how to obtain godly favor. Matthew chapter 24 Verse 45. What does that say, brother? Matthew 24, verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Read that again. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Wisdom is associated with faithfulness. So faithful and wise. Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Look at that. <laughs> So the faithful servant is one is one whose service is unreserved, limited only by his capability, brothers and sisters. Look at that closely. See? Now this is right here in the Bible. This is Christ, brothers and sisters. This isn't some hard understanding. It's very simple. If you follow us in the book, brothers and sisters, you will get the result that's written in the book. Read 45 one more time, brother. Verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has, has made ruler over his household? Whom what, brother? Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, 
to give them meat in due season. Look at that, brothers and sisters. Faithfulness and prudence are the necessary and indispensable qualifications of Christ's stewards. He's saying, listen, the only people I'm going to allow rulership of my household, of my people, to be able to direct are those who are wise. <laughs> See, brothers and sisters, how can the Most High use you as a tool of doing what? Of, of giving edification to the blind if you don't have wisdom. Why? Because the Bible tells you if the blind lead of the blind, they both fall into a ditch. Brothers and sisters. So look at it closely. Let's read that one more time and then we're going to move forward. Verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has, has made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Look at that, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Look at that. Wherever these qualifications are found, the Most High will abundantly reward them. Blessed is a servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. So the Most High, when he looked down on you, brothers and sisters, he wants you to be doing something. See? And it's not just, you know, they used to have a... a terminology young people used to say uh, I think it was um, a few years ago YOLO yeah you only live once <laughs> which means let me do all this sin let me just you know do dirt all through life because I'm only going to live once that's a demonic that's a demonic uh, saying brothers and sisters because he's saying only somebody who's faithful and wise will be given authority in my house and it says his household. Who is his household, brothers and sisters? Believers. His people. He's saying, I will use the faithful and wise of my people to do what? To lead. See, the Most High can't have your family come to you and learn anything. If you're not even dealing with, you know, the wisdom of the book. You're not studying, brothers and sisters. That would be, that wouldn't be equitable. The Most High is not going to send people to learn from you and he knows you don't have the information. Because the only thing that will do, brothers and sisters, is cause a person to not believe and not be interested. So the moment that the Most High believes, you can stand because you, you have wisdom. You, you're dealing with pre your precept book and all of that. Guess what? He's going to start sending people to you, brothers and sisters. He's not going to send anyone to you to learn anything if he knows you're not faithful you're not pursuing wisdom, brothers and sisters. And that is the key. That is the key, brothers and sisters. Your study goes on. Your precepts writing down your notes. That goes on before he sent people to you, brothers and sisters. I was doing that for years, you know. And I wasn't doing it because I wanted to teach people either. I was writing down my scriptures in my book. And I kept those books and then... You know, five, six, seven years later, the Most High started sending people to me to teach. He knew I was already prepared because I had been studying and putting together my notes for years before I ever taught somebody, brothers and sisters. So we're telling you, brothers and sisters, he will send people to you if and only if he can trust that you're in pursuit of wisdom. Let's go to Luke, brother. Two and fifty-two. Let's show you. Christ was no different, brothers and sisters. 
Christ was no different. Luke 2 and 52. And Christ increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Read that again, brother. And Christ increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And in what, brother? In favor with God and man. See? So this text highlights the danger of stagnation, brothers and sisters. You see that? Read that one more time, brother. Look at it closely. Verse 52. And Christ increased in wisdom and stature. He stayed the same? And Christ increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. See? So our application of wisdom is directly linked with godly favor. Brothers and sisters, it said Christ did what? He increased in wisdom and stature. The more he pursued that, the more favor followed him, brothers and sisters, or rather went before him, brothers and sisters. That's Christ. Are we not supposed to be following Christ? <laughs> so you have to pursue it, brothers and sisters. When he sees my son, my daughter, dedicating their time and some of their finances, their resources to pursuing wisdom, I understand I can now use them. We're, we're learning how to obtain godly favor, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Psalms. We're going to the, the Old Testament, brothers and sisters. Psalms chapter 119, verse 58. Psalms 119 and 58. I entreat thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste. And delay not to keep thy commandments. Read 58 one more time, brother. Verse 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. With half my heart. With my whole heart. With 10% of my heart. My whole heart. I have earnestly besought thy face. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. So look at that, brothers and sisters. The psalmist expresses great earnestness and humility and supplication, brothers and sisters. Could you read 58 one more time? Psalms 119 and 58. I entreat thy favor with my whole heart. That means with sincere, undivided affections. That's what whole heart means, brothers and sisters. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. Now that's key. Be what, brother? Be merciful unto me according to thy word. Mm, so it's telling you, listen, we cannot demand God's favor <laughs> as a debt, but as humble supplicants. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> be merciful unto me according to that word. You see that, brothers and sisters? Read the read 59, brother, please. Verse 59. I thought on my ways and turned my feet onto thy testimony. Now look at the next text because this is one of the major factors in obtaining godly favor. Verse 60. I made haste. And delayed not to keep thy commandments. He acted at once under his conviction. Brothers and sisters. Read that one more time brother. Look at it closely. This is one of the most important things that you're going to need to apply. Verse 60. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. See? So as soon as he was sensible of his duty, he immediately complied with it. Brothers and sisters. 
So what we're reading here in verse 60 is promptitude and duty is supremely necessary for favor. <laughs> See, I made haste quickly and I did not delay to keep the commandments. See, that's what it is right there, brothers and sisters. Many of us know what he's telling us to do. You know what it says, eat and not to eat, what to look at, what not to look at, where to go and where not to go. And we drag our feet doing it. We pussyfoot around, brothers and sisters. This is one of the major benefactors in you obtaining godly favor, brothers and sisters. It says, I delayed not to keep thy commandments. Many times I've heard brothers say, well, yeah, that's, you know, um, that's something I'm working on. Or that's something I know I need to change in the future. Like, what? If you know you need to change it, why not? I mean, <laughs> what time is better than now, brother? What time is better than now, sister? Read that one more time, brother, please. Psalms 119, verse 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. Now, brothers and sisters, one thing you have to understand about the Most High is what? That you're, you, you, he doesn't require you to comprehend his will or understand his will. His requirement is to your obedience, brothers and sisters. So he said, I made haste. I didn't delay. So it doesn't matter how you feel about it. If you agree with it, when you're sensible of what his directive is, you do it. Whether you understand it or agree or not, brothers and sisters, because there's no way I can obtain or brother Joshua, anyone can obtain his favor by saying, well, I'll do it when I when I understand why <laughs> or when I agree with it, then I'll do it. OK, well, you won't be getting favor that way, brothers and sisters. So that is a major change that our people, especially the children of Israel, have to implement. They have to apply that because we're in danger when we only do what we agree with. Because guess what? Many of us sat under Christianity and a lot of the things you're going to learn from us because we're reading the Bible is against Christianity. But if you can if you can authenticate it, if you can validate it through the text then you do it no matter how you feel about it. So when we say, you know what? The Sabbath is on Saturday from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. The seven day Adventists at least got that right. It's about the only thing they got right, but at least they know that part. Now a person may come, a Christian may come and say what? Well, you know, I give, I, I worship God every day. No, no, no. We didn't ask you about if you worship God every day. See, now you're trying to be, you you you're trying to go off the path because the Most High said in Exodus 20 and 8, the Ten Commandments, remember to keep the Sabbath day holy, which means not working, not spending money, not doing certain things. And you can't do that every day. <laughs> so he said one day out of the week, the day that I have designated, you operate differently on that day. Now, a Christian may say, well, you know. It doesn't matter what day I'm doing it, as long as I give my day. You better go read what happened in Genesis to uh, to Cain, where Cain believed he could offer up whatever he wanted to offer up. <laughs> and what would happen? Exactly. He was dismissed, brothers and sisters. 
You don't tell the most high what you're going to give him. You acquiesce to what it is he asks for. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, follow us to Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha. We're at Ecclesiasticus chapter 19. We're going to have Brother Joshua read verse 21. Ecclesiasticus 19 verse 21. Excuse me. If a servant say to his master, I will not do as it pleaseth thee, though afterward he do it, he angereth him that nourisheth him. Mm. <laughs> because why? What are we talking about, brothers and sisters? The previous scripture said, you know, I don't delay. I don't delay. Look at this closely, brothers and sisters. Read verse 21 one more time, please, brother. Verse 21. If a servant say to his master. If he say what? I will not do as it pleaseth thee, though afterward he do it. But afterwards he does it. He angereth him that nourisheth him. Brothers and sisters, delayed obedience is rebellion. Okay? Hence the necessity of the swiftness in obedience. See, he said, the text says, if you tell the Most High you're not going to do it, and then you do it afterwards, he's still angry with you. Why? Because you didn't do it immediately, brothers and sisters. Are you seeing that closely, brothers and sisters? Read verse 21 one more time, brother. Verse 21. If a servant say to his master, I will not do as it pleaseth thee, Though afterward he do it, he angereth him that nourisheth him. See, so must we must promptly yield a cheerful obedience to the direction of the Most High. Because some people will say, well, I mean, at least I did it. Nah, it's more than just doing it, brothers and sisters. It's when you did it. That's the key. So this text here magnifies the promptitude of dedication and service that pleases him, brothers and sisters. And see, that's when you get favored. You get favor when the Most High don't have to tell you 25 times. Just like your parents. See? I have to tell you one time and that's it. That's when favor come in, brothers and sisters. Not that he have to beg and plead with you and tell you 22 times before you actually act on it. Before you actually apply it. You don't deserve favor that way brothers and sisters. And I really hope that brothers and sisters that are hearing this broadcast are really taking what they're learning, these scriptures, and measuring themselves against it. Really measure yourselves against this because everything we're reading, if applied properly, will result in good favor, brothers and sisters. Unless you're saying God's a liar, and I know you're not saying that. Let's show you. Let's go to Psalms, brother. We're going to go to Psalms 32, verse 9 and 10. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Psalms 32, verse 9. Be ye not as the horse, or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. Be ye not as the horse, or as the mule. Now that's key. He's saying, don't be as a, a, a horse or a mule. Why? Because they only act by harsh and forcible means, brothers and sisters. Verse 9. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, 
Mercy shall compass him about. So, brothers and sisters, we should submit to the Most High and obey freely from rational conviction. <laughs> it's telling you, listen, a, a horse, a mule have to have their whole jaw almost snatched out, brothers and sisters. If you notice, they have those reins which turn, tell a horse, okay, go to the left, go to the right, hold on, slow up, slow down. He's saying, don't be like that. Obedience shouldn't require compulsory force or physical chastisement, brothers and sisters. Why? Because a lot of our people, they have to be forced before they do something, especially men. I understand that. Men only understand force. And that's why when you're young, the Mosai have your parents spank your behind, especially for boys. Because men only understand force, or boys only understand force, who will become men. And I fear that our people have to get slammed and suplexed before they do what the Most High says. And you cannot obtain favor that way, brothers and sisters. You have to be obedient with swiftness. Let's read 9 and 10 again, brother. Verse 9. Be ye not as the horse, or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercies, mercy shall compass him about. Brothers and sisters, many of us have said, told the Most High, um, if you do this for me, then I'll do that. And if you tell, if that's something you say to the Most High, the Most High said, deal is off. Deal is off. Because I want people who will love and be obedient to me without me having to do what you want me to do. See? Deal is off. So, brothers and sisters, if we do not consent to serve the Most High willingly, we are not deserving of design favor. Okay? The Most High don't want to feel like you have to be bribed. <laughs> okay? Deal's off. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus 21 and 15, brother. 21 and 15. What does that say, brother Joshua? Ecclesiasticus 21 verse 15. If a skillful man hear a wise word, he will commend it. He will do what, brother? He will commend it. And add on to it. And do what? And add on to it. But as soon as one of no understanding heareth it, he dis it displeases it displeaseth him, and he casteth behind his back. And do what, brother? And he casteth behind his back. So look at that. It's telling you a wise man, a skillful man, when he get knowledge, even if it's correction or direction, he applies it, brothers and sisters. While what? A fool, if he hear anything that he you know that he don't agree with it, will throw it behind his back and walk off. <laughs> so they'll only do what they agree with. See, brothers and sisters? The Most High desires our effervescent obedience. Many people only do what they agree with. And that is going to prove to be dangerous. It's going to prove to be fatal, brothers and sisters. Because who are you? <laughs> that your agreement is needed. For your God. Who am I? The Most High is not looking for my agreement. He's looking for my obedience. Brothers and sisters. Read 15 one more time, brother, please. Verse 15. 
If a skillful man hear a wise word, he will commend it and add unto it. But as soon as one of no understanding heareth it, it displeaseth him, and he cast it behind his back. See? So a wise man, a skillful man will do what? Get knowledge and apply it immediately. A person who doesn't agree with it, a foolish man who doesn't agree with what he's hearing, he cast it behind his back, which means I'm not applying that. I'm not applying that at all. I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> you can't obtain favor that way, brothers and sisters. Let's use, uh, excuse me, let's use Psalms to show you that, to prove that. Psalms 11 and 7. What does that say, Brother Joshua? Psalms 11, verse 7. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. His what? His countenance does behold the upright. Brothers and sisters, our pursuit and practice of righteousness keep us what? They keep us flowing in his favor. Brothers and sisters. Do you see that? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. His countenance. There it is. It's talking about his face, brothers and sisters. The desire to behold the Most High's face is one of the greatest motivations to an upright, upright life. That's what it's telling us. For the Most High love righteousness. His favor, his countenance, only fall on what? The upright. Read verse 6, brother. Verse 6. Upon the wicked he shall rain sna snares, fire and brimstone, and in horrible tempests. This shall be the portion of their cup. This shall what? This shall be the portion of their cup. Continue. For the righteousness, for the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. Brothers and sisters, he cannot bless us if he cannot trust us. Really get that through your mind, brothers and sisters. Okay? You have to be able to trust me. You have to be able to trust us, brothers and sisters. So what are we doing? We're learning how to obtain Good favor, godly favor, brothers and sisters. There is a way in which you can control your destiny, brothers and sisters. But the only way to do that is to acquiesce, that is to submit to what you're reading in the Bible. We're going to go to Psalms 24 and 4. Follow us there, brothers and sisters. We're going to read 4 through 6. Psalms 24 and 4. He that, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Read that part again. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. It says hands and heart. So both pure in actions and in intentions. When it says hands, that's actions. When it says heart, that's intentions, brothers and sisters. Who hath not lifted up his soul under vanity, nor sworn, to, nor sworn deceitfully. Now, brothers and sisters, clean hands would not suffice unless they were connected with a pure heart. Brothers and sisters. Verse 5. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. See, so he rewards those who honor him with their lives. Verse 6. This is the generation of them that seek him. Read that again, brother. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. Look at that. So this indicates an earnest desire to know him and obtain his favor, brothers and sisters. Do you desire that? 
Are you des do you desire to please the Most High, or you desire to please yourself? Really ask yourself these questions, brothers and sisters. What is most important to you? Are you trying to please the Most High, or are you trying to fulfill your flesh? Which one would you rather do? Don't tell us, brothers and sisters. Be real with yourself. Because why, brothers and sisters, if you are lying to yourself, you are in grave danger. You are in grave danger if you're lying to yourself. We're showing you something, brothers and sisters. We're showing you what? What we're reading here, brothers and sisters, this equation here, this mathematical equation here. If you implement what it is you're reading here, success is not optional. <laughs> okay? Success is not optional. It's guaranteed, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus 32 and 10, brother, because we're learning how to obtain godly favor. Ecclesiasticus 32, verse 10. What does that say, brother? Before the thunder goeth lightning, and before a shamefaced man shall go favor. Before what, brother? Before a shamefaced man shall go favor. The spirit of the humble solicits trust and blessings, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time. Look at it. Look at the structure here, brothers and sisters. Verse ten: Before the thunder goeth lightning, and before a shamefaced man shall go favor. Brothers and sisters. Humble hearts are the hinges that swing open the doors of godly favor. It says, before the thunder goeth lightning. <laughs> so which one comes first, brothers and sisters? Exactly. So he's telling you, the favor will go before you. So no matter where you go, you go to a new job, you go you know, to, 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 to a new school, wherever you go, the favor is there. <laughs> he sends the favor before you. Brothers and sisters. See, brothers and sisters? He doesn't send it after you. He sends it before you. So when you go into the store, when you go into certain relationships or into the church, the favor is already there waiting on you, brothers and sisters. Humility is the key that opens doors, brothers and sisters. Humility invites the favor of God, according to this text, brothers and sisters. Humility. How humble are you? How prideful are you? Read that one more time and then we'll move on, brother. Ecclesiasticus 32, verse 10. Before the thunder goeth lightning, and before a shamefaced man shall go favor. See? Before a shamefaced man goeth favor, brothers and sisters. So if you humble yourself, and I always say the quickest way to get up is to get down, brothers and sisters. Get down. The quickest way up is down, brothers and sisters. Always remember that. And I know our people specifically, the children of Israel, struggle with that. Many people think they're humble. But the Most High will have life conspire against you to show if you're really humble or not. Many of us think we're humble. But we have to learn what humility is. Because many people just think that pride is thinking I'm better than someone else. That's one form of pride, but that's not the most common pride. The most common pride is I believe I know what's best. <laughs> My way is right. That's the most common pride, brothers and sisters. 
And that must be extinguished in order to be able to hold the Most High's favor. You can't have pride and favor. They don't work together, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus 3 and 18. Ecclesiasticus 3 verse 18. Look at this. The greater thou art, the more humble thyself. Read that again, brother. The greater thou art, the more humble thyself. And thou shalt find favor before the Lord. Meekness is not weakness. It's actually strength that's under control, brothers and sisters. Look at this closely because, see, in the world that we live in, it's the complete opposite of what we're reading in 18. Could you read that again? Verse 18. The greater thou art, the more humble thyself. Mm. And thou shalt find favor before the Lord. The Most High cannot fill a person who's already full of themselves, brothers and sisters. The greater thou art, the more humble thyself. So the higher you go in leadership, the more service is required, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Remember, he told the disciples, the greatest amongst you shall be a servant. So humility is a major factor that qualifies us for his favor, brothers and sisters. The more I learn, brothers and sisters, the more humble I become. Because I understand how much more I have to learn. Brothers and sisters. So when you're seeing somebody dealing with pride, you, you're really showing yourself. You're not grown at all. You're actually still a child. You really have no greatness. Because if you were great, you would be a humble person. See, they're, they're, they're intertwined, brothers and sisters. They're linked. Greatness and humility are linked according to God. What greatness is according to God. Not according to America. There's a difference, brothers and sisters. You can measure a person's greatness on their humility, according to Ecclesiasticus, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Job, brother, because there's a link between humility and repentance. And we need to we need to highlight that, brother Joshua. Job 33, verse 26 through 28. There is a link between humility and repentance, brothers and sisters. Job 33, verse 26. He shall pray unto God, and he will, be, he will be favorable unto him. And he shall see his face with joy, for he will render unto man his righteousness. He looketh upon men, and if any say, I have sinned, and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not. He will deliver his soul from going into the pit. And his life shall see the light. Now brothers and sisters. I really need you to look at this closely. Okay. Look at this closely brothers and sisters. Read verse 26 again brother please. Verse 26. He shall pray unto God. And he will be favorable unto him. He will be favorable unto him. And he shall see his face with joy. For he will render on a man his righteousness. Now why will he be favorable unto him? Continue, brother. He looketh upon men, and if any say... If any say what? I have sinned, and perverted that which was right. I have what? I have sinned, and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not. Brothers and sisters, repentance is produced by a humble and contrite spirit. Brothers and sisters, humility is naturally coupled with repentance. Are you seeing that? 
Read 26 again, brother. Verse 26. He shall pray unto God, and he will be favorable unto him. And he shall see his face with joy, for he will render unto man his righteousness. He looketh upon men, and if any say, I have sinned and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not, he will deliver his soul from going into the pit, and his life shall see the light. Brothers and sisters, we're reading the power of repentance. Do you see that? It magnifies how repentance and obedience result in God's favor. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. See? Many of us don't do that. We don't. When we do sin, we just try to stay away from the Most High. We try to distance ourselves from the Most High. And not only repentance to the Most High, but to other people. We don't do it. And we're not talking about where, you know, at the end of the week, you say, God, forgive me for all the sins I've done. That's good, too. <laughs> but what about the specific thing that he told you not to do and you did it? Can you go to him and say that? I know you told me, Father, this. And I didn't do it. And I'm sorry. I'm ashamed. See? Repentance is the posture that God requires, brothers and sisters. There's a link between humility and and repentance. We're going to prove that. Let's go to Hosea, Brother Joshua. We're going to go to Hosea uh, 5 and 15. Excuse me, one second. Hosea 5, verse 15. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Read that again, brother. Verse 15. I will go and return to my place. Till they acknowledge their offense. Till they what? Till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. And do what? And seek my face. And their affliction, they will seek me early. This is the equity here, brothers and sisters. Because favor, once shown, can also be withdrawn, brothers and sisters. See, that keep you honest right there. <laughs> that keep you honest right there, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 15. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. See, so because of sin, the Most High God withdraws his favor from his people, brothers and sisters. Are you seeing that closely? He's saying, I will, you know, I'll return to my place until you acknowledge what you've done is wrong. And you can only seek my face when you acknowledge what you've done is wrong. See, brothers and sisters, there's a link between humility and repentance, brothers and sisters. And you need both to do what? You need both to obtain favor, God, godly favor, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Proverbs 8 and 34, brother Joshua. We're going to read verse 34 and 35. What does that say, brother? Proverbs 8, verse 34. Blessed is a man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. And shall what, brother? And shall obtain favor of the Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, wisdom is here represented as in a temple. Look at this closely. Verse 34. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Now that's key, because hearing signifies a submissive disposition. Watching daily at my gates. Doing what? 
watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Look at that. Our job, brothers and sisters, is to be watching daily <laughs> for those teachable moments of the Most High. See? Watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my door. What does that mean? What is waiting at the posts of my door? That means looking for opportunities to learn from the Most High. <laughs> See? Waiting to be taught. <laughs> Read those two one more time, brother. Verse 34. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my door. That's like being early to class. You're waiting at the class, you know, when you're in high school or college. You're at the class, you know, teacher's not there yet. You're just waiting. You're waiting to get in. You want to learn. See? For whoso findeth me, findeth life. For what? For whoso findeth me, findeth life. And shall obtain favor of the Lord. Read the first part of 35, brother. Verse 35. For whoso findeth me, findeth life. Now, brothers and sisters, if you examine that closely, that text implies we need to search for it. See? Whoso findeth me, findeth life. That means you have to search for it. There's work to be done, brothers and sisters. Every day, the Most High, the Holy Spirit, wisdom, is trying to communicate with you, brothers and sisters, through your what you're doing in the day, certain things that you're seeing, certain things that you're seeing. He's teaching you all day long. The Holy Spirit, He's teaching you all day long. But a lot of us are just going on about our business. The Most High and the Holy Spirit are working in conjunction to teach us all day long, just based on things that you're seeing, things that you're hearing. And many of us only learn when the book is open, and that's the problem. That is the problem, brothers and sisters. You have to be aware that the Holy Spirit is looking to teach you all day long. That's why it says you have to search. <laughs> you have to find it. See, brothers and sisters, you have to know that there's so much that you can learn just throughout the day while the book is closed, brothers and sisters. You have to be attentive, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Proverbs 3 and 3, Brother Joshua. Proverbs 3, verse 3. Proverbs 3 and 3, brothers and sisters, follow us there. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Read the first, read three again, brother. Verse three. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Do what? Bind them about thy neck. As if they were a necklace that was on us at all times. Mercy and truth. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Mercy and truth is a man's duty to show others, brothers and sisters. And what is the response? What is the result of that? Verse 4. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So together they balance each other out gloriously, excuse me, resulting in a gentle and honest life, brothers and sisters. Read 4 one more time, brother. Verse 4. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. See, so an obedient life is a magnet that attracts the favor of God, brothers and sisters. It said, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Put them around your neck as if it was a, ne a necklace, 
brothers and sisters. See? Now, if you, if you implement the things that you're learning here today, brothers and sisters, favor will have to fall on you. It will have to, brothers and sisters. Now, we're going to go into the side effects of favor, brothers and sisters. What is the side effect of favor? We're going to go to Psalms. We're going to go to Psalms chapter 5, verse 12. These are the side effects, brothers and sisters. Psalms 5, verse 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him about with a shield. With a what? With a shield. That means protection. <laughs> so this text proves that peace is a product by, excuse me, is a product of godly favor, brothers and sisters. See? His favor encircles and protects us like a shield on every side. So one of the what? One of the side effects of favor is protection, brothers and sisters. You see that? Read that one more time, brother. Psalms 5, verse 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with the shield. See, you can get all this, brothers and sisters. Peace to those on whom his favor rests, brothers and sisters. God's favor is like a supernatural prophylactic, brothers and sisters. It shall compass him as with a shield. See? That's peace, brothers and sisters. Let's prove that. And it said on all sides, <laughs> it shall compass him with a shield, brothers and sisters. And that's with all sides. We'll show you. Proverbs 16 and 17. Excuse me, 16 and 7. Slocky. Proverbs 16, verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Read that again, brother. Verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. We're reading the shield of God's favor, brothers and sisters. We're reading the manifestation of God's favor. <laughs> you see that, brothers and sisters? That's what favor looks like. Brothers and sisters. Verse 7 illustrates what the Most High's favor looks like. What does it look like, Brother Joshua? Verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. See, this is a side effect of godly favor, brothers and sisters. You see that, brothers and sisters. Remember Christ, the man, the Roman that was... You know, was there to sentence Christ, said, listen, even I, I found no fault in this man. <laughs> He'd make me want to convert. That's what he said, brothers and sisters. See? Understand. If your ways please the most high, peace, protection is a part of that favor, brothers and sisters. That's crystal clear. Let's go to Isaiah 26 and 3, Brother Joshua. Because what are we doing? We're showing you the side effects of godly favor. 
Isaiah 26, verse 3. What does that say, brother? Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Whose what? Whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Brothers and sisters, the biblical concept of peace is not the absence of trouble. I want to make that clear, brothers and sisters. Peace is a condition of freedom from disturbance within our soul. Read that again, brother. Verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Whose what? Whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. See, so the Bible is not elusive about how to obtain peace, brothers and sisters. We're reading the path to perfect peace with the Most High. Read it again, please, brother. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Who what? Whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Peace is a condition of God's favor that can only be obtained by having a singular focus. See that? <laughs> so this is showing us a couple of things. You have to have a singular focus for godly to be a to be a recipient of godly favor, brothers and sisters. And this is, does not mean you won't have trouble. It's telling you inside, within your soul, no matter what's going on, you'll still have peace. I've had brothers say, you know, have certain things going on in their life, whether they lost a family member, lost a job or a relationship, and say, I don't know why I'm so calm about this. Hmm. Yeah, we know. <laughs> because your mind has stayed on him, brothers and sisters. So now, even when trouble do come, the peace from within is still there. Godly favor, brothers and sisters. Let's move forward, brother. Let's go to Jeremiah. Follow us to Jeremiah chapter 29 and 13, please. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Brothers and sisters, a conscious choice to continually direct the heart towards the most high results in godly favor. Look at it closely. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. When ye shall what? When ye shall search for me with all your heart. Brothers and sisters, the Bible is full of conditions we must meet in order to obtain God's blessings. It says when you shall search for me with all your heart, not half of your heart. Okay, brothers and sisters, the number one thing, the number one most important priority in your life have to be pleasing the most high. That's searching for me with your entire heart, with your whole heart, brothers and sisters. You have to seek him. And when you seek him, you'll find him. That means when it says seek, that means make an effort, brothers and sisters. You have to make an effort to please him. Brothers and sisters, and we're going to show you that. Let's go to Psalms 17 and 15, Brother Joshua. Psalms 17 and 15. Psalms 17, verse 15. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied. I shall what? I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Nothing but the Most High's favor can satisfy the wishes of the Most High's creation. Brothers and sisters, are you seeing that? Remember, we already discussed in Numbers 6 
what the face meant, what came from the face in ancient Israel. So now you understand these, these scriptures. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 15. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. See, so this emphasizes the importance of pursuing his favor, brothers and sisters. We're reading unrestrained enjoyment. And how do we do it? Read that one more time before we move on, brother. Verse 15. As for me... I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. The key part is I shall be satisfied. So Psalms 17 and 15, brothers and sisters, magnifies the resulting satisfaction of unhindered fellowship with the Most High. Brothers and sisters, it's the only thing that can satisfy you is to please your creator, brothers and sisters. He would know. He created us. How many times we say, well, I only need this, or I just need this car, or I just need this kind of money, or I just need this woman or this man, and it's never enough. It's never enough. There's only one thing, brothers and sisters, and that's that favor from the Most High God. The favor shall satisfy you in every aspect of life, brothers and sisters. Let's prove that for you. We're going to go to Proverbs 19 and 12. Proverbs 19 and 12, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 19, verse 12. The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. But what, brother? But his favor is as dew upon the grass. This means the king's favor is refreshing and life-giving, brothers and sisters. Dew was essential to the survival of vegetation in Israel, brothers and sisters. Dew. I mean, it's like that summer dew when you wake up and it's, it's little buck, you know, uh, droplets of water on the grass. Could you read that again? Verse 12. The king's wrath is as a, the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. See, so nothing more is needed to a barren earth than gentle showers, brothers and sisters. And it gives you equity here. It says you can get the wrath <laughs> or you can get the favor. And guess what? His favor is a spiritual precipitation needed to be fruitful. Brothers and sisters. Read that one more time because I want to show you something, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 19, verse 12. The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but its favor is as dew upon the grass. Dew. Dew, this, this represents precipitation, brothers and sisters. Why is it important that you have some precipitation or some wetness, brothers and sisters? We're going to show you this. Go to, go to Matthew, brother, 12 and 43. Because this is something that most people don't, probably didn't comprehend fully. Let us show you something. What is the importance of the wetness, of the dew, of the Most High's favor? Matthew 12 and 43. What does that say, brother? Matthew 12. Verse 43, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. Where does he walk? He walketh through dry places. Where does he walk, brother? Walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Waterless places are attractive to demons, brothers and sisters. This is why the Most High hates fruitlessness. Why? Because it's dry places are usually unfruitful, brothers and sisters. 
And guess what? If you're unfruitful, you are a prime candidate to be subdued by demonic spirits. See? Demonic spirits, they're in a lot of deserts, brothers and sisters. A lot of deserts. But he's showing you, my favor is like dew. That's a wetness. That's a precipitation that you're going to need. Because if you don't have that unclean spirits, that's where they walk around. <laughs> they love to inhabit dry places. Brothers and sisters. See? And guess what? That means you're not fruitful. If you're dry, that means you're not fruitful. Because how can you, <laughs> how can you have fruit and there's no precipitation? See? Let's go to Deuteronomy 32 and 2, brother. Let us show you something closely, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy 32, verse 2. Deuteronomy 32, verse 2. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. Read that again, brother. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb. And as the showers upon the grass. And as what? And as the showers upon the grass. Without his doctrine, you cannot be fruitful or favored. Brothers and sisters. Doctrine is a core teaching. There's core. There's a core teaching, brothers and sisters, that you can... Because people can teach the Bible however they want to, but there's a core doctrine, which means there's things that have to be taught or believed in order to be in Christ's, in Christ's church. Or to be a believer in Christ. Brothers and sisters. Read that one more time brother. Verse 2. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew. As the small rain upon the tender herb. And as the showers upon the grass. Because why? It's the faith in his doctrine that gives us the favor. Brothers and sisters. Look at what effect rain and dew have upon the herbs. And grass which they make fresh. And fruitful, brothers and sisters. Think about it. <laughs> what do the showers do for the grass? What do the showers, what does the, the dew do for the herbs, brothers and sisters? Exactly. Now, since we, we brought up the doctrine, it says, My doctrine shall drop as the rain. What is the doctrine? We're going to take you to the doctrine so you understand. What requirements are met no matter what person is teaching the Bible. They must agree with his core doctrine. They can't teach the Bible. I can't teach the Bible however I want to teach it. There's a core doctrine, brothers and sisters. We're going to prove that. Let's go to Hebrews 6, brother. One. We'll start at verse 1. Follow us to the New Testament, brothers and sisters. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Read verse uh, 1 and 2, brothers and sisters. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Of the what? Of the doctrine of Christ. Remember, his favor is found in his doctrine. Let us go on to perfection. Oh, let us go on to perfection. You can't go on to perfection without the doctrine. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptisms. What is it? Of the doctrine of baptism. Baptism. So if you don't believe in being baptized with physical water, you're not following Christ. So when you want to learn from a, you know, want to know if a person had the right doctrine or if you've seen other Israelites, you have to find out what they believe about these things. 
Read 2 again, brother, please. Verse 2. Of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands. So you must be, you must agree with being baptized with physical water. Laying on of hands is not only healing, but it's the appointments, brothers and sisters. So when you look at the church uh, in the New Testament, those offices, those are the offices, brothers and sisters, that we operate under. We're not soldiers and generals. No, no. You get appointed to your position through the Most High. And of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And what? And of eternal judgment. Why? So it's saying you must believe in hell. You have to believe in hell. And you have to believe in judgment. <laughs> Why? Because many Israelites, just like Pharisees and Sadducees, did not believe in baptism. They didn't believe that hell was an actual place. There's Israelites out there saying, well, nah, hell is, uh, you know, it's living on earth under the white man. I'm like, what? I mean, <laughs> type of mess is that? I'm going to show you. What's the danger in that? The danger is if there's no judgment for what I'm doing, then I might as well do more evil because there's no judgment for it. See? So this is the core teaching. You must believe in physical baptism of water. You must believe in resurrection of the dead, not reincarnation. <laughs> you must believe in eternal judgment. You're going to hell or you're going the other direction. Jump to verse, uh, jump to verse 7, brother. Verse 7. Now, brothers and sisters, <laughs> that doctrine stops devils from doing what? <laughs> it tells you that demons, they inhabit dry places, right? That doctrine, that drop like the rain does what? It keeps devils from walking in your dry places. Read verse 7, brother, because there's two responses that come... From the doctrine that rains down. Hebrews 6 verse 7. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh up upon it. And bringeth forth herb meat for them by whom it is dressed. Receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected. And is nigh on a cursing whose end is to be burned. So brothers and sisters, we're seeing here that there's only two responses to that doctrine. You're either going to respond to that doctrine by producing good crops and being fruitful, or by growing weeds and thorns, brothers and sisters. And according to this text here, productive fields are blessed and weed-choked fields are burned, brothers and sisters. Do you see that? Do you see that, brothers and sisters? Hmm? <laughs> Because why? That doctrine is either going to offend you <laughs> or make you fruitful, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, you screen every person teaching the Bible through what we're reading here, brothers and sisters. You screen everyone through Christ's doctrine because why? You had many Hebrews, many Israelites with different doctrines. Pharisees, Sadducees, Nicolaitans, Zealots. See? What made them different? Christ's doctrine, that core teaching, brothers and sisters, that core teaching, that brings you favor, brothers and sisters. Now you understand. We said that, we, we read that demons, unclean spirits like to tread upon dry places. Why do you think the Most High commanded us to be baptized, brothers and sisters? <laughs> See? So when I see a person say, well, no, baptism is actually reading the word. That's a demon. That's a spirit that doesn't want to get wet. 
See? It's spiritually sig significant, brothers and sisters, that water. Spirits do not like to be wet. That's why they travel upon dry places, brothers and sisters. So anyone rejecting the same water baptism that Christ did, you know, in Matthew, <laughs> Matthew 3, they have a demon. Flat out, brothers and sisters. They're trying to coddle and protect that spirit. Because they know the water cleanses that demon, that spirit, brothers and sisters. Let's go to James 1, brothers and sisters. And then we're going to end it at Ecclesiasticus 19. We're going to the New Testament, James chapter 1, verse 22. We're going to read 22 through 25. James 1, verse 22. What does that say, brother? But be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Brothers and sisters, those who trust the Most High don't solely become experts at listening to his word. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. See? So true hearing involves action. That is the appropriate response to what you just heard. Why are we bringing this up? Brothers and sisters, you learn how to obtain his favor. Now, I know that our people, the Bible tells us that our people listen and don't apply anything. <laughs> so everything you've learned today, brothers and sisters, you take what you learned today and measure yourself against it and say, am I doing the things that I learned today would bring forth a blessing? Excuse me, uh, bring forth godly favor. See, read it one more time, brother, please. James 1, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving yourself. Verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Read 23 and 24 one more time, brother. Because here you're seeing that James compares looking into a mirror with looking into God's words. In both cases, merely looking is not sufficient. Verse 23. For if any, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Brothers and sisters, so look at this. We must not only retain what we see, but act on what we see. Brothers and sisters, it's useless to bother looking into a mirror if you're only going to ignore what you see. That's what James is saying, brothers and sisters. See? So it doesn't matter that you, you listen and you heard if you don't apply what you heard, brothers and sisters. The things that you've learned today, apply it. Measure yourself against it, brothers and sisters. Our final scripture is going to be Ecclesiasticus 19 and 19. We're going to the Apocrypha for our final scripture. Ecclesiasticus 19 and 19. Ecclesiasticus 19, verse 19. The knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life. And they that do things that please him shall... And, and what? 
And they that do things that please him. And those who hear things. And they that do things that please him. Shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. Brothers and sisters. Today we learn what behaviors would stimulate the inducement of God's favor. We ask that you, you go back on this lesson. Brothers and sisters. You take your notes. Not only take your notes. But you apply what it is. You measure yourself. Number one. Against what it is that you learned here. And say, am I doing these things here? Uh, that would guarantee me success. That would guarantee me godly favor. And if I'm not, why am I not doing it? Or if I didn't know about it, now, now I can implement what it is that I learned. So I can obtain God's favor. Because understanding God is not hard, brothers and sisters. Satan wants you to believe you need a PhD to do so. You don't, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was titled Supernatural Favor, brothers and sisters. We want to say Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.